Hello, thank you so much for joining in with me today. I am Apostle Maria Brown. I am the co-founder of Empowerment Prayer Outreach Ministry located in Crowley, Texas. And you're listening to Waging War and Winning. Thank you so much for joining in with me today. I'm so excited to be before you. I believe that I have a word that's going to encourage you today, that's going to um, be uplifting to you today and also challenge you in your walk. Uh, today, I want to talk to you briefly about what do you do when God doesn't come through at the time that we expect for him to come through? I believe as believers, we have all found ourselves uh, facing that dilemma. We've prayed, we've fasted, we decreed, we declared, we spoke his word, and yet we still find ourselves waiting and hoping that he would answer our prayer. What do you do when those thoughts of doubt come in and you're a believer and you're a prayer warrior and you are a spiritual leader of your, whether you have your own ministry or you uh, are in leadership and in someone else's ministry, but you, you've been walking with the Lord for, for some time. And yet these thoughts of fear, these thoughts of doubt, these thoughts that God is not going to come through for you begin to begin to run rampant in your mind. What do you do when it fe- you feel like, God, I've prayed and I- I'm trying to walk this walk to the best of my ability, yet I still haven't gotten what I receive or what I'm believing you for? What do you do in those times? Do you throw in the towel? Do you give up? Do you begin to believe that God is not going to come by and answer your your prayer? Do you believe that he he he's forgotten about you? All these things I know as a believer and just as a human, uh, the enemy plays on our mind and he begins to tell us that God has forgotten about us. He's not going to come through for us. You might as well stop praying. Uh, you might as well throw in a towel. This is what the statistics say. I mean, he begins to present to you scientific facts. He begins to present to you lies. He begins to tell you that God is not listening to you, that you've done something that is unforgivable. He gives you all these thoughts that are running rampant in your mind. And if you're not careful, if you're not careful, saints of God, you will find yourself going into agreement with all this negativity. But I come today before you to encourage you and to remind you that God is not not forgotten about you. One thing as a believer, we have to be reminded of that God is not on our time schedule. He is sovereign. He is not limited to our way of thinking. He's not limited to our way of doing things. He's not limited to our anxieties. He's not in limited to our fears and our phobias. That's one thing. If we can remind ourselves of that, then this journey that we're on and when we're believing God for something will be so much better. It will not be so taxing on us. We won't find ourselves going on having panic attacks, uh, uh, doubting and questioning the walk that we have with God, but we in fact will begin to grow in certain areas and be more patient and be able to endure those things that we have to endure in order for us to receive our breakthrough. God understand this. What I want you to understand, saints of God, is that God's timing is totally different than our timing. God is not on chronos. We're on chronos. We have a limited time factor. God is not. 
The Bible tells us uh, that our God is a spirit. And so he does everything from a spiritual perspective. He's on Kairos time. So he can call time into being. Amen. And so as believers, what we get ourselves caught up in doing is uh, placing our God on Kronos time. And I believe if we if we learn to get off of Kronos time and and transition into Kairos time, it will make our prayer life a lot easier. It will make uh, our faith increase and we will begin to receive the things of God. And oftentimes, uh, again, I want us to focus on um us really zoning in to when we're praying and when what we're believing God for. Um, a lot of times, I mean, I've heard saints say this, and it's true to an point that God answers us with a yes or no or wait. Um, I be- I believe that to be true. Uh, and, and in fact, that's true with any question, pretty much that we ask, not just of God, that's just something in general. The answer is yes, no, or wait. Uh, we're not a God that he says maybe because our God does not have to think or ponder on our request. He already know before the foundations of the earth that we will get to the point where we're at. And that we'll be making this request known unto him. And at that time, he had already gave us an answer. It's about us receiving an answer and then standing on his promises until that answer has been manifested. Because oftentimes when we're praying for certain things, and I've been guilty of this myself, I'm praying for things that I really don't know how to handle. I'm praying for things that really probably are not a part of the plan that God has for my life. I'm praying for things that's out of my own emotions or I'm praying for things out of my, for my own selfish gain. And the Bible even tells us over in James that we're praying in a mist because we're praying for things for our own selfish gain, meaning that these prayers are not getting answered and God is not moving because your motives are not right. Right. And so when we're going down in prayer, I think it's really important that we check out our motives, first of all. So it could not be that God is not hearing us. We need to really check out our motives and ask the question, why am I going before God for this particular reason or for this particular thing? Right now, I know that there's some things that we're asking God for and they're legitimate requests. Like uh, uh, we're asking prayer for a loved one. Right. Who may be dealing with an illness or a sickness or a disease or even it could be ourselves. And that's a legitimate request. You know, we want to see them live. We want to see them to fulfill an abundant life. And that's a legitimate request. But then there's cases where I've seen people uh, asking for things that are not so legitimate, such as we're praying for someone else's spouse. We're praying for someone else's demise. We're praying, you know, for failure or doom in an area that's going to negatively impact someone else's life. And in cases like that, we don't see it manifested because first of all, our motives need to be checked. Uh, Our heart needs to be purged and we need to be delivered from uh, wanting the negative things to, to manifest in someone's life. But what do you do, saints of God, when you're believing God for something that 
only you know that he can answer, such as a restoration of a marriage or a restoration of a, a, a broken relationship. You need in God and you believe in God for a career in her, her, um, enhancement. You believe in God for a financial breakthrough. You believe in God again for healing. You believe in God to be delivered for certain things. And it seems like God is not coming through at the timing that we would desire for him to come through. One of the things that we have to really stay focused on and be encouraged about saints of God, that God, again, is not on our time limit. And we have to learn to master the power of patience. The Bible tells us over in Romans 5, 36, I'm going to read this scripture and hopefully and prayerfully we can get some, some meaning out of this. It says more than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance endure, uh, produces character and character produces hope. Uh, what the apostle is explaining to us is that. We can really, if we, once we learn to grow in certain areas, begin to rejoice in some of the sufferings and some of the setbacks that we find ourselves faced with, because knowing that your suffering will produce endurance and endurance is the ability to, the, to, to, to stand the overhaul, to stand the long run, to be able to stand in the fight, to not to be so quickly, easily to give up, but in fact is able to stand in there until you receive your breakthrough. Then it says, as you learn to endure and not to give up, the Bible tells us that this race is not given to the swift or the strong, but those who endure a timing and chance, chance, those who learn to endure, those who are not so quick to turn back and to regress. And that's one of the strategies and setup of the enemy is he wants to make sure that we uh, give up because if you give up, you'll never see the breakthrough. You'll never receive the deliverance. You'll never receive the healing. In fact, you're throwing in the towel and saying, God, I just distrust you. I don't believe none of your word. I don't believe that you're going to come through for me. I don't believe Lord God, that you have my best interest at heart. And so I might as well just curse you and die. Similar to what Job's wife did. She tried to encourage him to just curse God and die. I'm not so much in just in cussing words, but to, to, to try to negate his word by speaking, negate God's word by speaking our words or my feelings that's cursing, trying to curse him. And you just might as well prepare yourself for the inevitable. And that's your step. But what we have to do is, first of all, have the mindset to give, to not to give up, but to stick in there through hell and high water. Through when things are seem like they're not in my, our favor, we have to revert back to the word of God and stick to the word of God, speak the word of God. Even when we don't feel the word of God or we don't feel like doing this, we have to stand on his word until we receive our breakthrough. And then the Bible tells us that, that this suffering will produce 
the endurance, which is waiting, a waiting season. I like to call it a waiting season. And this waiting seasons now will produce character. Now, I always tell people there are two characters we can take on. We can take on a godly character or we can take on an ungodly character. Believe it or not, adversity can birth either or. It depends on where you stand with your faith. It depends on where you stand in your walk in Christ, your level of maturity. I mean, I've seen people that's been walking with God and one catastrophic thing happened, a traumatizing thing or distressing thing happened. And all of a sudden they give up their all their belief in Christ. They don't believe that God exists. They don't believe that God heard their prayers. And all of this has a reflection on what was actually in them from the beginning. Um, so, um, we want to make sure when we're going through these seasons in our life that we're, we're asking God to, to help us to take on a godly character. And that comes with us getting into the word of God. I find myself also being a witness and I can testify to this when I've been hit from all walks of life, whether it was something that was going on with my children, I was enduring uh, medical issues, myself, financial issues, uh, their delays in our ministry, uh, the dealing with the spirit of rejection. And I had to really press in into God's word. And I, and I'm okay with telling people that I'm an individual that I really can't go without the word of God. I have to have the word of God in my life on a daily basis. That scripture that says man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God is so real in my life. It doesn't matter uh, what I'm faced with. I have to have the word of God in my life on a daily basis. Otherwise, I will begin to feel depleted, uh, depleted and, and, and um, emptied out. So uh, one of the ways how we can get our, our godly character, especially when we're going through and having to go through a season where it seems very taxing on us, a season where we're being tested and tried in our faith is to make sure that we're in the word of God. I tell people, don't try to stretch it above, above what it is. Get a word from God. That doesn't mean that you have to do 20 chapters a day. Get a word. Find one scripture that it meets and that it speaks to you and hold on to that scripture. Even if you have to repeat that scripture and let that scripture met, uh, uh, permeate in you day, daily, it can be the same scripture. For years, I stood on to the scripture that if I believe God, then I will receive if I believe, therefore I will receive. And I can constantly quoted that scripture. So it doesn't take a lot of God's word. It just takes God's word. And then when the Holy Spirit begins to deal with you about certain areas in your life that he's trying to build you up in and other areas where he's trying to establish your character, submit to that. Uh, in other words, I'm going to, we're going to talk about the, having that godly character when we're going and we're been faced with certain adversities in life. There's lots of things, especially when there's pressure on heat is on characters that comes out. 
Um, God may even show you that you haven't forgiven someone that done something to you for years. They may have gone on with their life, but yet you're still holding this animosity in your life. You need to confess that fault to God and you need to choose by faith. Again, it's about having faith and release that individual so you can receive the blessings of the Lord. You need to. So in other words, it's about us exemplifying Christ in us when they see us as a human being, especially those who are confessing the faith. They need to see God in us. They need to see Christ in us. And then there's areas of fear. He may do. You may. He may call out fear in you. He may call out that you're a warrior, not a warrior, but a warrior that you're worried about everything. You may be a doubter. You may be a gossiper. You may be a person and that's sleeping around that that is dealing with lust and perversion, whatever it is. You know, when God begin to call these character, these ungodly characteristics out of us, we cannot begin to justify them and saying, that's just who I am. Oh, God understands my heart. Oh, it's every, there's no one that's perfect, but we need to acknowledge those things. The Bible tells us as we confess our faults to God, that he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we have to be in a position to acknowledge the sin in our life and then to ask God to help us to be delivered in those areas. The psalmist David, he said in Psalm 51 to create in him a clean heart and to renew in him a steadfast spirit. We as believers have to get to that point where we're confessing and saying, God, search our hearts, try reign, see if there be an iniquity in us. Purge us, make us more like you. Let me tell you something about that process of being made more like Christ. It will it will, it will, I'm telling you, strip you of everything that you are, everything that you are. And to the point where you are really down on your face and God, help me, help me today, help me today. And so, uh, and I believe that's where God wants us to be. I'm going to move on for the sake of time because I do want to pray uh, next week. I will come back and we're going to talk more about what do we do when it seems like God has not uh, come through uh, for us on the time uh, line time frame that we want him to come through for us. But I really wanted us to zone in today on building our character. I wanted to talk to us about these three components of uh, being willing to wait on God, that understanding that this waiting process is actually making us, it is molding us, it's shaping us, it's building us up, it's empowering us up. And the last thing I want to talk about is having hope. And that is knowing that God will come through. I mean, sometimes we have to have that mindset of the Hebrew bars. God can do it. God is able to do it. God shall do it. God will do it. But if he doesn't do it in this case, that does not make him not God. We acknowledge his sovereignty when we have that mindset. Is that easy? Of course not. It's not easy to get to that point where you say that I myself uh, have I've, I've been 
faced with times where I'm like, okay, God, where are you in this situation? I really need you in this situation, you know, and I find myself uh, going to the extreme of, of, of just crying out to him. And he has the Holy Spirit just say, wait, 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 I need you. I need you to understand that I hear you, first of all. Secondly, if I don't do it, that does not negate the, my power nor my sovereignty. And at that point, my whole paradigms begins to shift. And then I'm able to, to transition to more of a praise mode, more than a pity mode. Amen. So that's something also we can talk about. I want to talk about, uh, as we further go on into the teaching of what do we do when God don't come through? I want to leave with you for this teaching today is that the first thing that we got to understand is God is not on our time frame. He's not on our time factor. We have to master the power of patience, the ma- the time of, of the master, the power of being willing to wait on God. And if God doesn't come through in the time frame that we think that he should come through, does not mean that God is not going to come through. That means that's an opportunity for us to begin to search within ourselves. There's an opportunity for us to grow. There's an opportunity for us to learn the power of processes. And with God, there are always processes. There's an opportunity for us to to master the endurance, which is long suffering, uh, being able to wait in those seasons, opportunity for us to enhance our character, to be more of like Christ and less of ourselves and also to extend our hope knowing that God will come through for us. Uh, so this is what we do when, and this is just a small se- segment of, and our first segment, and next week I will go into it a little bit further as to what do we do when God doesn't come through in the time frame that we desire for him to do. So for this segment, I want us to ask God to take out the things in us that may be prohibiting us from receiving all that he will want us to have. Help us to be willing to wait as we go on this journey. Because the Bible tells us that our God is not like man. He's not slack in his promise. But he's a long suffering God. And if we're going to take on the characteristics of God, we ourselves are going to have to learn to be long suffering. And then we don't want to force or push or to manipulate the process that God has for us to go through. Because I guarantee you there's something that he's working out in us. The Bible tells us that all things are working together for our good. And this too, my brother and my sister is working out for your good. So don't be dismayed. Please don't be discouraged, but have hope in God. And I decree and declare that you will receive your breakthrough if you don't give up. In the name of Jesus. So with that, God bless you today. I pray that I said something that was a blessing to you. 
please begin to join in with me on waging war and winning. It is my desire to see you successful. It's my desire to see you triumphant. It's my desire to see you victorious. And it goes with, it all folds up into us having that solid relationship with Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. I'm going to pray us out today. If you're listening in and you don't have a relationship with Christ, I would admonish you to pray this prayer with me. As After I pray the prayer of salvation, I'm going to go in and begin to pray for those who are believing God for their breakthrough and God has not moved or they haven't heard his voice of the next move of him yet. I'm going to believe God for you today. And I decree that you shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Do not become weary in well-doing. You will reap if you do not stop. You will reap if you do not throw in the towel. You will reap if you don't give up. You will reap if you learn the power to wait and to hang in there. So, uh, if you know that you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, I will pray that you will say this prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I am a sinner. I acknowledge that I have sinned, but I know that you've died on the cross for my sins. And the word of God said, if I believe and confess it, that you rose from the dead in three days, I shall be saved. So, Father, I acknowledge you as my personal Lord and Savior. I ask that you will come into my heart, rule and reign in my life. And I thank you for accepting me as a kingdom citizen. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you today. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up your sons and daughters today. I pray, Father God, for those who may be discouraged, those who may be disgruntled, those who may, Lord God, be feeling like you have not answered their prayers and that you're not coming through. I pray right now that you would encourage them, Lord God, that you will lift up their heavy spirits in the name of Jesus. I pray right now, Lord God, that they will find themselves, Lord God, receiving a second wind, that they will not throw in the towel. They will not give up. They will find themselves, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, trusting you all the way. Your word says that this race is not given to the swift or the strong, but those who endure. So, Father, I decree right now the power and the spirit of endurance to rest upon your sons and daughters in the name of Jesus. Teach us how to, Lord God, to wait on you. Lord God, you said in your word, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, God, that those who wait upon you shall mount up with wings of an eagle in the name of Jesus. So father, I pray right now that you will cause your sons and daughters to mount up Lord God, father God, that they will soar Lord God in the name of Jesus, that they will Lord God, find themselves enduring father God, all storms in their life in the name of Jesus. And Lord God, even though their vision may be waiting for a season, At the appointed time, it will come forth in the name of Jesus and it will not lie. I pray right now in the name of Jesus, God, that they will begin to wait on you. As the psalmist said, I wait for the Lord and my soul waits in his word. And I have hope in his word that they will find themselves, Lord God, having hope in your word, that they will get a scripture. They will get a word and they will allow that word to be hidden in their hearts, God, that they will not find themselves sinning by saying negative. 
negativity words, saying things, God, that would like I kind of offset their faith, but they will stand firmly on the word of God and nothing else. They were not, Lord God cater to their feelings. They will not cater God to their surroundings. They will not cater Lord God to life circumstances, but father God, that they will be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of you. And that they will find themselves, send themselves coming out of that situation, whether they believe in you for healing, deliverance, Lord God, for a breakthrough in their ministry, a breakthrough in their business, a breakthrough in their careers, a breakthrough in their relationships, whatever they find the breakthrough in their their cities, their states, their lands, whatever they're finding, Lord God, and believing you for, I decree right now, Lord God, a rush, Lord God, a steady, Lord God, move, Lord God, an instant move, Lord God, that you will begin to move in their life, God, and that you will, Lord God, give them hope, because you said in your word, hope, the third makes the heart sorrow, so I decree right now, Lord God, that the hope, Lord God, will not be deferred, that they will, Lord God, see, Lord God, that you're moving, that you're working working behind the scenes and you're making all things well in their life. It caused them to have a positive attitude that they will begin to see things, Lord God, as you see things and not, Lord God, see things in their flesh and not make decisions or move out in their emotions. Father God, I thank you right now for turning situations around in your sons and daughters' life and I pray right now victory to be their portion. It is in Jesus' name I pray this prayer. We seal it in with praise. We decree Lord God, the blessings of you, Lord God, will make your sons and daughters rich without any added sorrow. And I thank you right now for turning every negative situation around in their lives. And we are willing to wait on you knowing that he who has began a great work in us will continue to perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. In Jesus name, thank God. Thank God. Amen. And amen. God bless you, my sons. I mean, God bless you. Yes. Some, some are my sons and daughters, but God bless you, my sisters and brothers for joining in today. I pray that this word will bless you. In Jesus' name, go in power, go in might, go in courage, knowing that God is still yet working things out in your life. Please join me back here every Thursday, and I will have another encouraging word for you. I'll be praying for you. And follow me on Facebook. I'm uh, under my name. It's not Apostle Maria Brown. It's clearly Maria Brown. Look up Wager War and Winning Prayer Group. Be a part of it. Request to be a part of that so you can stay connected with us. I want to pray with you. I want to develop a relationship with you. Above all, I want to bless you by releasing the word of God over your life. So join us back each week on Wager War and Winning. Until next time, be encouraged, be empowered. And let's wage this war together. I decree you to be a winner. In Jesus' name, shalom.